Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. Lots happening in Delft at the moment. After the Chamber Music Festival last week, we have the Jazz Festival to look forward to, and we'll be talking to its organiser. But first, we meet a refugee dancer, who is establishing a growing reputation around Europe, as well as in the Netherlands, where he is now based. Zoe Baus went along to meet him. I'm here in Amsterdam. I have been talking with Ahmed Judey. He is a Syrian dancer who has come to the Netherlands as a stateless refugee and he's impressed many, many uh, Europeans and much of Europe with, with his amazing dancing. So Ahmed, thank you for joining us on Arts Talk Radio today. I've already heard a little bit of your story, which is fascinating and wonderful. Can you just tell us how you actually came to be here in the Netherlands? Because I believe you were you were in a, um, a refugee camp in Damascus um, and you were dancing, but you weren't. your future was very unsure. So how did that all happen? Um, first of all, thank you for your interest in my story mm. and thank you for helping me to separate it more and more. Mm. I used to live in the Yarmouk camp, which is a camp for Palestinian refugees in Damascus, Syria. And during the war, I lost my house and many things. So hope was always there. I was always dancing, trying to keep up with dancing and stuff. So I used to make uh, videos on the rooftop of the place that we rent after um, and posting it, just hoping something will be. And then a Dutch journalist, his name uh, Ruzbe Capoli, he saw those videos and he contacted me on Facebook and he said, I'm coming to, have a, to make a documentary about you. I was like, no, you don't want to come to Syria. <laughs> no, not for me. So, so yeah, um, yeah, we kept uh, communicating, and then uh, once he called me, he said, I'm in Damascus. I want to meet you. Wow. Yeah, and this is how we met each other, and sure. we worked uh, on the documentary. So he simply just saw you. He, it wasn't like he was already in Syria. He 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 just saw your your videos, yeah. and that inspired him to come. Yeah. So they must obviously have been very impressive. Now. I know you told me that you, you first saw um, some women dancing when you were eight years old and yes. you were transfixed. What happened after that? Because that also is a very special story. Uh, when I saw those uh, girls dancing, I started to move with them immediately. And then I, I was eight years old. I started to um, practice by myself in my room until my mother found out she was helping me. To uh, she was giving me like flexibility uh, exercises, mm. and then when I became uh, 16 years old, I went to Inanna Dance Theatre, where I got my um, like ballet education on the Russian ballet with Albina Bilova, and there where I started my Your my training. real dance and like mm. professionally. 
Mm. So you were, you were literally self-taught yes. from age 8 to 16, and then you were accepted into this, well, one of the, the top dance schools in Damascus. Yes. Um, it's the top dance schools in the Arab world, actually. Wow. Like, people will travel to Syria to be in this uh, company. Mm. Mm. Now, I believe you also then you traveled with that company all around the Arab world. Yes. Um, so just tell us a little bit about some of the differences between the dancing in, in the Arab world and what you've noticed here in, in Europe? Uh, actually, Inana Dance Company or, or Nina Dance Company or many companies in, uh, in the Arab world are based on ballet. Inana itself is based on ballet because of Albina Bilova. Uh, she's from Vaganova Academy from uh, Russia. Mm. And she made this company to be professional ballet company. Mm. But we uh, perform, we mix the Arabian dance with ballet. Mm. Like, uh, for example, Shahrazad or La Baider, mm. or so it's, it's if you watch for example if you watch Shahrazad in in uh, in Anna dance theater or in uh, in the Arabian company you see typical Arabian dancing based on ballet like with beautiful lines and stuff and this is the difference between here between uh, the Arab world and the the, the west let's say yes. like here in the Dutch national ballet they fascinate me by uh, La Baider so beautiful <laughs> It's very classical and it's like beautiful, yeah. but for me as Arabian person, like, you know, I'm a son of a desert. I'm from the Syrian desert. <laughs> so I prefer the Arabian um, of way of it because I am Arabian. But, of course. But if you look on the professional ballet, of course, you will prefer the Dutch national ballet. Now, yeah. now you speak about being Arabian, which is, is fascinating because I know that so you grew up in a, in a Palestinian refugee camp in yes. Damascus yeah. and you your, well, your father and, and I think um, grandfather, they've been stateless refugees mm -hmm. um, and you are still now in this position. Can mm -hmm. you just, because your mother is from Syria, how, mm -hmm. so how is that possible? Unfortunately, they, they're in the Arab world, uh, everything for the man. Mm. Like now we are working to make the woman rights valuable more and more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And me, myself personally, even by creating a graduation project or choreographing a show in the Opera House of Damascus, it was always to support women, right? Because I saw how my mother suffered with this and how my uh, different like women in my yeah. family uh, would really suffer with these kind of things. Mm. Uh, and that's why you follow your father there. Like my mother is Syrian, I have the right to be Syrian. I was born in Syria, even my father was born in Syria. But you follow your father. So. My father followed his stateless father, and I followed my stateless father too. So, oh, wow. yeah. So now, and you were just telling me previously now, this is a bit of an issue in terms of um, you can't travel to all of the places that you would like to go to. In fact, you've been invited to dance in mm. various countries, but have been unable to accept these invitations. Yes, I was invited. Passport. I was invited to the US, I was invited to UK, and, and many other places, but I don't have a passport. How can I go? I'm allowed only to be in the Schengen areas. Mm. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about the places where you have danced, because mm -hmm. I believe you've done a number of very interesting productions mm -hmm. um, in Denmark and in France and, mm -hmm. and all around. What has been one of the most memorable shows for you since you've arrived here in Europe? Like my most memorable shows are first Coppelia with the Dutch National mm -hmm. Ballet. My debut was like really dreamy, like wow. <laughs> 
and all of these welcoming things and the mayor by himself to welcome me in Amsterdam I felt wow <laughs> yeah that's I never forget okay. uh, may his uh, soul rest in peace I really yes. respect him okay. um, and the same as well uh, when I danced with Roberto Bolle and uh, he's my hero in dance so he's an Italian uh, dancer and Sting as well was thinking life for us my god how do you want me to think about it so i would never forget these memorable kind of things. moments and another one thing it's not in europe it's in belmira i danced in the on the roman theater in belmira where yes. my first live show ever was there and then unfortunately i'm the last artist who could dance there um yes. but i wish one day i will dance there with my company with yes. the syrian national ballet Okay, yes. Yeah. So that brings <laughs> us now to, to the future. Yeah. Tell us a little bit, because you have had an incredible life up until now. Um, what, what are your hopes and dreams for the future? I really dream that people will be less racist. Because <laughs> I had the uh, racist attack two days ago during the Pride, which, which yeah. really put me down. Mm. But um, of course, hope is still there. I love Amsterdam. It's my mm. home now. Uh, it's my base. It's the base of my dream, the Syrian yes. National Ballet. I want to go back to my country. Yes, I'm a guest here. We are all guests in this life. We should yes. be nice to each other. Absolutely. I'm a guest. Hello, thank you for helping me. Thank you for teaching me how to build my country. Thank you for teaching me how to make my country look, be open mind better and better and better. I'm going back in the future when it's safe and I will create the Syrian National Ballet uh, with the big, very big thanks for the Dutch National Ballet for mm. this help and for all who could help me to to be in my career and to grow bigger and bigger in many aspects, not only as a dancer. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Now, I know you spoke about dancing being a way of life for you, and mm. it has been since, since you were eight. Um, you've lived that very, very strongly. Mm. Um, so in terms of right here and now, where if, if people want to see you dancing, mm. um, if our listeners would like to, to know more about you and to, mm. to see your dancers, where, where can they look? What, what's, what's next for you in terms of your performances? Like I'm now in a, how to say, like in a rest period of time because mm. I just finished my shows in Norway with Kilden Theatre. Mm. I was involved in the company there. Uh, I'm now like negotiating uh, future shows and contracts with uh, many uh, offers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet, but you can always like see Instagram or YouTube or my mm -hmm. website. I always share mm -hmm. because um, I like people to be updated, up to date with my things. So uh, my social media always like you see me dancing there all the time so we, we, <laughs> can, we can find you on social media always yes actually Absolutely. social media how it helped me you know yes, like i was posting these videos and then this is how Ruzba found me absolutely so i keep doing this now okay <laughs> sounds sounds like a good idea and you are also associated with dance for peace is of that course, correct yeah. and what just tell us a little bit about that organization Dance for Beast Foundation was made by the Dutch National Ballet to bring me here to the Netherlands. Mm. So I came as a student. Mm. They helped me um, with the housing, with the, the, the school, Ahaka, because I studied there for a year. Um, and it's still there because when I want to work with a choreographer that I can't afford myself, mm. they help me with paying it, okay. with paying the choreographer. Because, okay. uh, yeah, since I came here, I'm very proud that I didn't 
use the social system as that racist guy told me that you're here to use the social no i came here by the dutch national ballet and okay. i'm working and i'm very proud yes. of this yes. um but the the, the dance for peace foundation they're on my back always yes, yes. um i'm not using it nowadays because no. i am working yeah. and i am uh, yeah. supporting myself but it's there when i as i told you if, to support my artistic that help. projects okay okay yeah. so that's somewhere else that our listeners can look yeah. If they want to, if they want to support you further. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, Ahmad Jaday, thank you so much for speaking with Arts Talk Radio today. Thank you, thank you very much. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk magazine, all one word, dot nl. Arts Talk magazine, dot nl. Arts Talk Radio online. I'm in Delft and I'm with Bram Stoken, who is the supremo of Delft Jazz. And you're the organizer of the Delft Jazz Festival, is that right? That is uh, right, and I do it for the 14th year. So when does the festival start? What's the, what are the dates this year? It's 22 of August, but we have a pre-party in the Westcourt Hotel, the 16th of August, Friday, the 16th of August at 8 at seven o'clock. And what does that entail? That's the sort of taster, a sampler. That is a, that's a, a teaser for the festival a week before in advance. And then um, we bring a young group from Rotterdam, Daniel Klasson, Sextet. And for the uh, people interested in the technique, there will be a grand piano, and that is called a disc clavier, which can play itself and also through the internet and there will be a demonstration of the disc clavier. Fantastic. Yeah. And this festival, the Jazz Festival, it takes place all around town in various venues, doesn't it? Yes, it takes uh, place on five squares which are on the site www.jazzfestivaldelft.nl We are here at Beestermarkt and that will be a Funk Fusion Square. And I think the, the most important thing to say about the festival is that it's absolutely free. Yes, people can walk around, in and out, and uh, there's mostly out because it's on the squares. We have a new project that's called uh, Secret or Forbidden Garden, and that is sit situated at the uh, Watertoren, uh, which is Delft North, at North Einde, uh, and Kalverbos. And that's a project for young people from 20, 30. And they do a drum and bass meets jazz project. So there will be a lot of DJs, but also a saxophone player and an MC rapping. And because the festival, I think, it is mainly modern jazz, isn't it? There's not much trad. Not uh, Dixieland. We don't have it. It's not that we don't want it, but it's harder to program on the squares because the, the local venues, they want a different style of music. 
Well, they think trad is a bit old-fashioned. They think they don't sell enough uh, drinks for the traditional jazz. Maybe we find some spots, maybe on Brabantse Turfmarkt, and a venue which is supporting the old style, and then we can bring it back. Because I mean, Holland is, is famous, or used to be famous for trad yes, jazz. Yes, but it's, it's changing now in the, all the festivals I see. You see less Dixieland and more funk, soul, jazz, fusion, even hip-hop on some jazz festivals. Because I think, uh, we've, we've talked about this before, I always find it surprising um, in Holland that um, with modern jazz, well in fact in all jazz, that there are so many young people playing because yeah. I think in, in, in England and in America jazz is thought of very much as a middle-aged or, or even older man's pastime, yeah. but here it's incredible. Why, why do you think that is? I think because of the conservatories, the you music you, schools. Because here in Delft there's the TU, the technical university. Yeah. Technical students are the sort of people you would expect to be interested in jazz. Yes, because it's a kind of technical approach to music. Very an- analytical. Analytical and you have to, uh, almost mathematical. If you go to bebop and uh, the, the harmonies. And it's no surprise that we have a group of students called Groover, which are from the TU Delft. And they uh, make jazz all together. Because it's not only guys, there are a lot of girls, a lot of girls doing it as well, aren't there? Also, yeah, yeah, it's a good uh, student club. Is it, is it difficult, the logistics of organizing the yes, festival? Yes, 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 yes. We, uh, we are one year, uh, we are busy with organizing the festival. Yeah, it's amazing how much work. Do you, do you know how much it costs you in total to put on the festival? The amount of money, you mean? Yes, it's about 60 to 70,000 euros. Wow, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, but, and, and, and you, and but for re- five stages it's not so, not, mm. not so much. But you, you don't get that money back? No, we don't get it back. Because it's uh, spent on artists and on production and a little bit on the organization would it not be viable or possible to make it paying or, or even partly paying? It's then you change the open character of the festival, which we like so much. We like it that even if you don't like jazz, you can come to the festival and you experience the music and maybe you go, you go back home with a different opinion about what jazz is. And, there were, and then we are successful if we have more people liking the jazz music. So you're a jazz evangelist? Yes, that's, that's the purpose of our Stichting, our foundation. That's, uh, it's to, to promote jazz music. And jazz music can be very broad, can a lot of variety, but in its essence, it's always about improvising and creating on the spot. So you say you've been doing this yourself, this is your 14th year? Yes. But the festival itself has been going much longer 35. than that. 35? 35? Yes, 35. So how did that come about? It started out as a Dixieland festival, the old style. And when I started to work on it, I tried to change it to the newer jazz styles. Because the community, gemeente, they wanted to change also in styles for the subsidy, for the fun funding of the festival. They wanted to appear, appear a bit more modern. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and, and there's also problems because it's outdoor with the weather. I think last year you yeah, were rained off terrible, one night. Terrible, terrible. With, uh, how you say, hagel, uh, the, yeah. the stones and coming. Hailstorms. Hailstorms, yes. <laughs> and you, and, and you, had to, you had to close it on the Friday night, I think, yeah. because it was too yeah. dangerous. Okay, well, thanks very much for that. Okay. And um, we shall look forward to the Delft Jazz Festival. 22 of say August. Again. 22 of August. It mm. starts on a Thursday at so Doelenplein. With Teus Noble on trumpet, fantastic trumpet player. After, after a Miles Davis movie in Lumen. Okay, well, thanks very much for that. Thanks, yeah. thanks for talking to Arts Talk Radio. That was Bram Sturken, who is the um, the um, what was the word I used? <laughs> I can't remember what I said you were, but he's the main man for for, for jazz in Delft. Is that okay, right? Thank you, Michael. Okay, bye. Well, that's all we have time for for this edition of Arts Talk Radio. We'll be back soon, so please hit the subscribe button and you'll be sure not to miss anything. And if you have any comments, we'd be pleased to hear from you. My name is Michael Hasted, and so until the next time, it's goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>